No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. You just got home from work. It's been a long day. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel like cooking anything. Nope. Nope. You know what you should do? If <laughs> you're in Denver or Portland, you should go check out Fire on the Mountain, man. You know, this is like amazingly done, locally sourced, all good food that you can just sit down and love. It's that simple. The best damn chicken wings you ever had in your life. The, I'm serious when I tell you the onion rings are something are to be colossal and amazing. So listen to this. I love to read sometimes little blips about what they have on their website because it's great. We're not just famous for our wings. Try our sandwiches, vegan wings, True. awesome salads, or a serious legit pizza at our Fremont location. Our fries are hand cut. Our bacon is the thickest we can find. Bacon. Bacon. Oh. Bacon, bacon. Oh, got it. Our ranch and blue cheese is made in-house oh, daily. So we bread every fried pickle and onion ring by hand. And, of course, our wings are always sustainably sourced and cooked fresh to order. That is something that we haven't mentioned. So they have deep fried pickles, but like not like you've had. Not the pickle nickels. They're no. pickle spears. It's it's an experience to eat at like a mm-hmm. dill spear deep fried. And you bite into it. It's like juicy pickle juice. It's They're so damn good. And it doesn't have to be a weeknight when you don't feel like cooking. It could be on the weekend. It's a great place to go grab a beer, hang out with your friends, go have a good time, get some good food. And hey, it's the Grateful Dead family that owns this place. So you're supporting the family. Yeah. And when, also supporting the NSR family yeah, of sponsors. Family and when you sponsors. grab one of those pints of beer, that's coming from their own brewing company. That's right. Yeah, that's that's some seriously fresh, delicious beer. So And ciders too, man. So go check out Fire on the Mountain. Two locations in Denver, three here in Portland. And if you're not in either of those places, go to portlandwings.com. Check out all the sauces that they have. Order yourself some. Sit down, listen to No Simple Road. You can have a party, and it'll be a party in your mouth. Fire on the mountain. Our friends over at Shop Tour Bus have an idea for you. What's that? They said they think that you should order all of your Christmas gifts from them. Whoa. Yep, you absolutely should. If you are a Grateful Dead fan or someone in your life is Grateful Dead adjacent and you don't know what to get them, go check out shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. What you're going to find is the coolest Grateful Dead inspired merch on the planet, on the lot, off the lot, or anywhere else. And this is done with love and intention. 
with all over printed boxes, all kinds of extras in the box, and they are even sending out Grateful Dead bootlegs with the order. Some yeah. of them, wow. you're gonna, some of you are going to get miracle. And I want to just say a happy seven year anniversary yes. to Shop Tour Bus. They shipped out their very first one on 10-31-2016. Damn. Congratulations. And they have been with No Simple Road longer than any other sponsor. Almost since the beginning. Yeah. And also, also, happy 50th birthday, Luke. Oh, oh shit. It was wow. Luke's birthday? Oh, yeah. On the 31st, he said they're celebrating a lot of things around there this week, and it was his 50th. The five, you're, wow. you're in the 5-0 club with me and Aaron now. Yeah. Welcome, wow, welcome to the club, brother. It only Aww. gets better from here. So, yeah, everybody, make Luke and the roadies over at Shop Tour Bus. Make their day. Make Luke's birthday month for them. Get yourself some Christmas gifts over there. And when you check out, put in the promo code No Simple Road. You're going to get free shipping. That's shoptourbus.com. Boom. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glassby, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. missing out i don't want to miss one of my favorite bands and felt like shit and then just had fun with it all night that show that show that shirt is dope
That shope is dope. I know. I like this. I thought it was glow. It, it still looks glow in the dark, but it's yeah, not. It does. Hey, no. No Simple Road family. What's hey. up, everybody? We're back. We're back. Welcome to the middle of another conversation with Aaron. And Mel. And Apple. How's everybody Yay. doing this week? Well, I have I have officially reached the part of the come down where I'm a little bit whiny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit whiny and a lot strung out. How about yeah, you guys? He's a little testy. I just got my... I feel so awake and vibrant and ready to take on the world. Okay, I call bullshit Apple. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm wonky and everything. Usually I'm like, like, like just now I got chastised for tracking dirt and pine needles. and I, Usually I wipe my feet before I come in and I just walked in Here's here all... Whatever, <laughs> pig pen. Yeah, there's a mess all in front of me that I have to vacuum up now when we're done with this. Apple's working on decorating the studio with dirt. Yeah, we we are uh, doing this now after a fantastic night last night with uh, with our friends and family yeah. at Green Sky Bluegrass. The crystal, at crystal ballroom. ballroom. That right. bouncy flow. Oh, my God. Let's just, let's start there. Yeah. Let's start with the bouncy floor. Yeah, because we talk about it a lot, but I've never felt it bounce like that. And when you said that earlier, I was like, that's so true. I never, I mean, I've experienced it, but not like Well, like that. everybody was pointing out, we usually at Crystal Ballroom, usually when we go, it's uh, shows for all ages. Mm-hmm. So one half of the floor, there's a, there's big metal dividers down the middle, like a hallway almost, yeah. if you will, a walkway with the underage side on one side and the other side over by the bar. And realized last night how much that takes away from the experience. It really does. So in the middle of the show, I was like my, I was feeling 50. I was tired (laughs) and hot and sweaty and music's jamming. And I kind of wanted to just like bounce to the music a little bit. And I couldn't because the floor floor was moving so much that it was literally lifting me off my feet. And like you either had to go with it or it's like standing in the ocean and trying to fight against a wave that's hitting you. Yeah, you can't. You have to go with it, man. And and I've been to a lot of shows with you guys. I've been to a lot of shows with our No Simple Road family. Last night was a monumental occasion for me as as a show going human being, because one of the No Simple Road family actually witnessed my inner circus freak (laughs) be born and saw my circus lineage come out through my dancing somehow. So I'm very proud to report that that your mom would be proud. Yeah. I, and your dad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. True that. But you're performing Mm -hmm. (laughs) about that. I was, yeah, there's a one point you didn't realize, but like Paul and the whole band stopped and they're just watching you for a minute. Cool. That's cool. (laughs) Hey man. They're like, look at this cat go. We all got to play our part. Yeah. It's, you know, it's called a community for a reason. I know you. I know you were extra sweaty. A couple like I love those hugs in the middle of dancing, and you stop and like hug each other, and you just almost stick to each other. Yeah, it's like, yeah, for whatever reason, it was hot in there. It was stuffy. It's that time of year when the temperature has all of a sudden gotten cold, so they had the heat on. And when we were there before, usually they had the windows open. Yeah, so there's a breeze, but it's so damn cold out now. They don't do that. So I want to hear from you guys individually what your review of the show was i'll i'll, I'll go for I'll, I'll go first 
because I it, it was an amazing show. They they did they did start out kind of slow. Everybody was kind of calming and they're kind of lulling us into it. Uh, I think it was Cody said, "Oh, they're, they're courting us a little before they take <laughs> us take us all the way." Mm-hmm. And and then it got I mean it got pretty psychedelic and and dirty. And then when they 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 did uh, Atlantic City, which was amazing cover that they did, and and they, they, yeah, they like he botched it and missed part of the lyrics. And Paul, they just I love when bands do that. They mm-hmm. just like acknowledged Honest. it and was like, "Why?" And uh, who was it? Was Anders was like, "Well, why don't we just start over?" And he's like, "Hey guys, guess what song we're gonna play now?" <laughs> and then they did it all over again. And then they did that Billy Strings cover, mm. which was amazing, amazing. Which that's awesome to see now that bands like that are doing Billy String covers mm-hmm. in their repertoire. And there was times too when everybody was stomping stomping and clapping that's when the floor i mean that place was shaking when everybody was stomping and clapping and hooting i mean it was it, 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 like hoot nanny comes it, to mind i, I posted that before we went to the show last night before any of that ever happened i posted on instagram i was like who's coming to the hoot nanny with green sky bluegrass Dude, and, crystal ball. Oh, yeah. and when when that happened i was like oh my god i called the show before the show this is a fucking hoot nanny. Oh, that's funny because I yeah I hadn't looked at social media at all yesterday. I was busy, came home, nap. Uh, yeah, yeah, not at all yesterday. How are you alive, dude? I don't know. I, I was very busy at work, but that that's also be this show. I was borderline almost gonna miss because Aaron gave me his cold. <gasps> and, and, oh, no. and, and I was feeling like crap when we went. And my head was pounding when we were on our way there, and then once we got there, it was like perfect medicine you took your medicine like yeah being with friends you know having a great time and i i thought i thought it was a hell of a show i i think they did a great job uh it did go i mean they did do some heaters and then kind of slow down a little but it was a nice balance uh, yeah i thought it was a nice balance and i i love bring out your dead when they do they do like Mm. the psychedelic space shit and i knew uh Joey knew it too. We were both calling it. It was like, they're going to do bring out your dad after that. They do that psychedelic shit. And then they come into that, bring out your dad. And it, that's just, that one chills me. Yeah. They, you could feel the, the vibe in the room last night. People were ready to go. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and when the music got going, that crowd, it was rowdy as fuck. Like, there was, oh, yeah. a, there was this woman next to me at the very beginning of the show once it started, her dancing energy just, I looked over and just her posture and the way she was dancing and it just makes me happy to see people dancing to bluegrass music specifically. Not not that I don't, I love every dance, but like you see that, especially up close, it like, it brings you in. It's infectious. It's it, like you start feeling people like jumping and like stomping and that right there for me, that takes it to another level. Well, then that's another thing too. See, like all the show. Again, we walk in that show, and the first people I see is Karen. Oh, Karen is already Karen's already. There's no music. You got to explain Karen to the audience. Karen, if you're a listener, you may remember us talking about her. Aaron, we we discovered her. Aaron discovered her at Northwest String Summit 2018, just over dancing by the lake by herself. By herself, and then Aaron approached her and was just like, "That is beautiful. What you're doing. You're just amazing." 
and it's been a friendship ever since. And she's been doing it. Ever Karen since. is one of those people. She, you see her at ninety percent of the shows you go to. Mm-hmm. She's always she's there. Like last night, she's standing there dancing in group. There's no music even playing, and she's already starting mm-hmm. to twirl, twirl and warm up. And she's infectious. She pulls people. I saw several times last night. She pulls people into her vortex, and then they that. They hang with her they for can. a little they bit. Can't yeah. hang. Then they can't hang. They'll dance with her for two, three, four minutes or something, and then they go off. And I can't stuff. even hang she, with Karen. She's just, she's just a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. and like the sweetest lady, and she's just a a, a constant on the scene mm-hmm. up here. Like, like such a loving person and knows everybody. So, Mel, what was your review? My review was, <clears throat> I mean, of course, always. It has to do with what you're doing and how you feel and all of that stuff. The show for me was definitely a little slower than I wanted, but I think I needed it because I was much more in my head and I, they were amazing. And at one point that banjo um, uh, solo was so, I was just like perfectly ready to pay attention to it when he started. And it was amazing. And I had just had my lesson that day so like it was fresh in my head. I was thinking, you know, four four time signatures, and, <laughs> and I'm like trying to find out what song this time this you know what time signature the song is. So like I was listening to it so differently last night. I wasn't. I guess I was there less to enjoy the concert and more to pay attention to what they were doing. I don't know how to. That makes like, sense. Well, now that you're you kind know? of a student of the banjo, yeah. you're looking at it in and it's a not different like I, way. Yeah, it's not like I didn't enjoy it. It had not anything like that. It was just like I was, it was a different concert going experience for me last night. I Is that the first time that's ever happened to you like that? Well, I mean, I, like that, yes. I've never thought of a no damn time signatures on listening. <laughs> it never even occurred to me to think that, but at one point I was listening, I was tuning into the bass and I was like, oh, okay. So this is, this is a waltz, you know, this is one, two, three, one, two, three. Cause I was just talking to my teacher about like, you know, that he's like, you know, a lot of bluegrass has the waltz, which is the one, two, three, one, two, three, or the one, two, three, you know, that four count. And so like, I was just trying to pay attention to it all night to try to capture it, to begin to bloom the um the teaching that i've been getting you know and Mm -hmm. that i've my learning so it was great to me the concert was great to me one because of our crew that we went to cody and brie and uh the raverts they always just and biff yeah (laughs) they always you know we always have such a great time with them but like for me it, it just felt a little different it wasn't as much um I don't know. It's just more about my learning and my musical process instead of just like wanting to dance and like have a good time that night. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I enjoyed it from I, that perspective. And I, and I get that cause that's what got my ass up out of bed too. I was laying in bed. Like I, like my head hurts. I, I can't do this. And I hear Mel laughing, <laughs> which Mel's laughter, it, it, it gets you going. And then I heard that everybody show up. Darwin started barking then I hear Cody and everybody else laughing and it's like, get up and go, which makes it a lot more about like the music sometimes is secondary. Yeah. It's just the, the, the place to go to congregate. I kind of felt that a little last night. It was more about needing that influx of friends 
and yeah, community and Fresh going energy. there. Yeah, and that energy that's so needed when it because we hadn't seen Cody and Bree in a little bit too. Yeah, it's been a while. And I didn't have, know they were coming over last night. When I heard Cody's voice, that was the final straw. I was like, <laughs> okay, get up, go splash water on your face, yeah. do whatever you got to do. You're going no matter what, even if you feel crappy. Yeah, it was a really beautiful night, and again. <laughs> If Green Sky is narrating your evening, it is not going to be a bad night. No. No. (laughs) And I, they're freaking awesome. They're (laughs) awesome. They were just a little bit slower. But like I said, I think I needed it because at one point I found myself at the bench on the side. I don't even know why and how I got to sit down, but I was like, this is where, this is what I want to do right now. I want to listen, but I want to be here. I didn't want to be in the crowd and I was a little bit warm and stuff. So I found my vibe last night. It was really good. Yeah, I and it was fun. I definitely uh, found my vibe last night. That's for sure. <laughs> it was. It's so funny that three people can go to the same show and have vastly, vastly different, <laughs> different experiences of what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, you're like they they kind of took it easy, and I I, I have rarely been that exhausted and sweaty after a show i there was points in the second set where i was like i can't dance anymore and the only thing keeping me going was the music yeah. like other otherwise it's i would like have been perpetual motion yeah you're in motion and you stay in and it was the the that kind of energy last night of like for me anyway it was that twirling energy i couldn't stop spinning yeah and it as the music would get faster the spinning would get faster and a couple times i tried to stop and the whole room shifted and i was like oh fuck just keep going just keep moving with it and and ben at when the show ended ben runs over and he's like dude i fucking saw you levitating (laughs) and i was like yep that's exactly what happened but i i feel like it was a super psychedelic show last night I mean, I was extremely high, but it was very psychedelic. They played some really, there were some really, like, really trippy moments. Yeah, which the light show last night matched that, too. That's, I got to go quite a few good videos, because it was like, okay, I need to capture some of this. Yeah. It was intense, the light show, with what, like, it it was dark and creepy sometimes, and... Uh, when they when the, me and Ben were standing there when they're doing bring out your dad because they're lighting them all with the background of that like red purplish mm-hmm. and it looks like they were like in the, like at the gates of hell or something mm-hmm. it was just trippy to see their silhouettes and it's flashing and that dobro fucking shaking the whole place and yeah if you if you've never gone to a green sky bluegrass show it, it's time it's time not just that but prepare yourself it's not it's not your your grandpa's bluegrass yeah it, it is, is. it's <laughs> it's jasper's grandpa well, yeah <laughs> yeah it, it is it's that's true <laughs> but it's not your grandpa's bluegrass mm-hmm. it is uh it's it's a new deal man and it's amazing what musicians can do minus a drum kit first of all yeah. and second with acoustic wood and wire stringed instruments that's it. Yeah. Like, and it was just as psychedelic as any fish jam. You know what I mean? Like it's, a, that's astounding to me that, that you can do that with an acoustic guitar, a dobro, 
mandolin, a stand-up bass, and a banjo. It's not amazing to me anymore. All these, <coughs> all these musicians, as far as I'm concerned, are magicians. Especially since I even just started to pick up the banjo a little bit. I was talking to my teacher, and I was like, I never realized how special it is that if somebody like you know maybe a studio musician walks into a place and there's like the band and they're like okay you know we're gonna play this song and this is the t- the time signature this is the key. what a key but and then they just start doing it and you just take that for granted when you don't play music like oh you know they all can play music yeah but they all learned somewhere else they were all like trained differently they all have different styles that they're adhering to but then they come into one room and they can play together because music uh, is a language. Exactly. And that's, what's amazing to me. It's I'm learning two languages simultaneously. I'm, I'm learning Spanish and I'm learning music. And so my brain is looking at things much differently because when you learn stuff like that, your brain starts to shift. You're not thinking the same thoughts that you used to. Like, I mean, a week, a few weeks ago I was dreaming in Spanish. Like I, it was like, what? I've never dreamed in... First of all, I don't remember my dreams, to be honest. But mm-hmm. then right before I woke up, I just remember hearing Spanish and Spanish and Spanish. And I was like, what the hell? Like, So it's amazing to me what musicians can do with plugged in or plugged out instruments. No, Even with their just their voices, acapella. Mm-hmm. You know? Music, yeah, think it, of a Yem vocal jam. It's freaking powerful. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it could say, first Yem vocal jam I saw was with Apple in 2015, and when it was done, I was fucking dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word for it. Complete. I didn't sit there like, what yeah. just happened? Yeah, lights came up. I was like, they expect us to drive <laughs> automobiles after that, like <laughs> with just your voice. That's pretty amazing, and. It's powerful. It's yeah. really powerful. Well, it's really the the power of the voice. Or I'll never forget that when Family Mystic was over here, and after we got done talking to him, like, can we sing a song for you guys, a cappella, and saying that? Then we were all into, including them, all of them, and us were like like tears because it was so beautiful and powerful. And like, powerful, yeah. yeah. And we hadn't seen hardly any music, yeah, in a long time when that happened. Yeah, you direct your voice like that in unison. <clears throat> There is some pretty magical shit that can go down. Like, well, oh, the other one too is when Chris Cooch came over. Mm-hmm. Oh, when yeah. When we were in the old studio and he played and all of us broke down and he ended up. He played like one note and I was like balling. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're like, this is the first live music we've seen in a while and you're amazing. I, you know, for the musicians that get up on the stage, they're doing their thing and there's their part in the whole thing of the magic that they're making. But then the thing that goes unsaid is the magic of the participation of the crowd with the music and how that's informing what's coming from the stage. Well, it's not, doesn't go unnoticed in our No, but, but I'm just saying like, think about the stomping on the floor last night. They hear that. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then they're reacting to us. Yeah, they're like, get it. Yeah. You know, like when you see somebody going and you're like clapping harder, harder, yeah. they're going faster and faster. Yeah. And, and you're pushing each other. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, it turns into like this big, like uh, infinity symbol 
this thing that's like feeding itself or the Ouroboros, the snake eating its tail. Like, and it's such a trip this long. Like I'm almost 51. I'll be 51 on the 22nd. And like been to a lot of happy birthday month, babe. Thanks. Been to (laughs) a, a lot of damn shows in my life. And like, I've done a lot of psychedelics at shows for a long time. And so at this point, like, and I wonder if it's like this for you guys too, or if this is just my crazy head. Your head's pretty unique, babe. Um, It's almost like at this point, it's a process that I go through at every show, like phases of being able to sync up with the music. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. You have to like keep going when, typically like before a show and I know we're going to take a sacrament that night and get down. I'm uh, my stomach's a little nervous. Okay. And, and, uh, my palms get a little clammy, a little, (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) it's hard for me to concentrate on anything and to be present. Yeah. I'm very like almost, Skitsy. Amped up. Yeah. You get a little anxious. That's what that And is. then as soon as I take whatever it is that we're going to do, that is gone. Like the minute after I swallow it. The, the deed is done. That it's, it's, it's like. No, the wait done. is over. Like you, uh, there's no backing out now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's like, you know, one little stage. And then, then it's like, okay, you're waiting to see if anything's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And then once it does start to kick in, there's a, a time period. It's usually during the first set, like the first three songs of the first set. If you've timed your dose, right. Of like, for me, I'm really conscious of my body. Really like overly, um, aware of, like your move, my movements and, and like how the music is affecting me and like really paying attention, overly paying attention to it. And then after that, there's a, and then, oh, and also in the middle of that is my head going, did you do enough? Right. <laughs> or did you do too much? And then, um, questioning like yeah. all <laughs> systems check. Yeah. And then, after that, it's like there's a moment where I get lost. Like I, I'm not paying attention to anything anymore except for I'm with locked music. In. I'm locked in, and my body moves different. It's on. It's it's automatic. It's I don't have to do anything, and that to me is like the goal. Your goal. Yeah. Is to where you're trying to get to, to to get that. And, and sometimes it's happens right away. And, and other times it's takes till the second set, you know, third song. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I, I had to fight through the whole show with myself. Um, and it's funny because like I said, we've, I've done that enough now to where, Going to shows sober, it's the same thing. Minus the 
nervousness beforehand and the wondering if I did enough. Is that nervousness replaced by wishing you <laughs> would have taken no, at something? No, no, no. Like when we've gone to sober shows, like it's the same process of like, I'm hyper aware of myself at first and like space around me and where people are and, and how the crowd is moving and how, how my body is. And then at some point that disappears, it takes over over. and it's a trip to me because like the last, I don't know how many shows I've been paying attention to that, like cycle Mm -hmm. in myself, the, the stages and the end result is getting deeper and deeper. The, the lock in is getting deeper and deeper. And I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I thought it was just like, you did that. You know what I mean? Like, you drove your car. You didn't know it can get Mm-mm. further. No. And that's... um, it, It's cool to be able to be surprised yeah. by that over and over again, continually, uh-huh. for an adult lifespan, you know? And being mindful of how it's effects are on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you guys deal with and no, I, I that understand shit? that. Well, a good example like you're talking about there, it was like last night with the show. Yeah. yeah all, all those things, like the nervousness before then getting there and doubt, like, like, I don't even know if I want to do anything I want to do, all the way up to the last moment. And then that, I think, cause you feel like, like in the crowd last night, you felt there was a whole lot of talking and chatter and just socializing going on for like the first three songs. Yeah. And I think until, until like you're talking about like the infinity thing, until that total connection between the audience and the band happens, which usually takes a little bit. They, they have to capture and, the audience. Yeah. And then I think also everybody too, that that's whether you're drinking or you're taking sacrament or what, you know, you're whatever sober. you're doing, you're starting off kind of wonky and you're feeling each other out, the band, the crowd, each other. And then once that sinks up, like it did last night, like like halfway through the first set, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it was locked on. And then you do forget. I, I do that. I have a hard time dancing with my arms until I get there. It's like like you said, being self-conscious. Like, <laughs> like awkward movements and stuff. And then next thing you know, all of a sudden it's like whoa, just flowing. And then you're dancing with the awkward person that you were standing next to that you don't really know. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're hugging and smiling and like cheering on the band and each other. It did that with several nice people like, like turning. That's one of the best, like we'd turn in in circles and we turn around, stop looking at the people behind you and they're all smiling and into it just like you are. And then you kind of groove with them a little bit, share hugs or whatever, hoot and holler. And that, that totally happened last night at most shows. That's what's so fun about shows too, is you never, you never know what each one's going to bring. No, we had that. Each, each venue dictates too. Yeah, yeah, we had that one young guy in front of us, Hunter, that was yeah, literally was stomping and twisting, and he had a full leg extension, twirling it with his legs straight out, and like had these kick-ass boots on, all white outfit, totally <laughs> funky, fuzzy, dope, messy hair, and just at one point, I was like hell yeah brother and he just we freaking high-fived each other and it was just like i love seeing people get it 
If I'm the one getting it that time, I'm happy about it too. But like seeing other people get it is such a treat. It is a freaking treat for me. You know, whether we're going to take something or not, I have gotten so good. And I think I will say even expert level at forgetting, putting it out of my mind completely until you're like, are you ready to take your dose? I'm like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that, we're doing that. Because I did. I used to have that anxiety and the stomach stuff. And I don't like that feeling because then I, like we were just saying, you're not present. I'm not present. We got our friends. We got, you know, we're we're <laughs> trying to be social. We're going out as no simple road. I don't want to be locked in my head because that can be a possibility if I'm taking a sacrament. So I don't want to be out of commission the whole night. So I've come up with a really great way of not thinking about whether we're taking anything or not so that that part of the anxiety and the stomach is not a part of my night anymore, but it very well used to be. Um, and I think definitely for sure when you first walk in, like a little bit of awkwardness, just kind of like feeling the room around and like looking for your friends, if there's going to be some, or just kind of getting the lay of the land. And then, yeah, one, one song in two songs in, all of a sudden you forgot what you were doing two seconds ago and you're just clapping and twirling and having a good time screaming back at the band. Like it's the best. And you know, as far as like when I'm taking sacrament or if I've, I've, I'm in my, I'm in it deeper there. It's unpredictable with me in the sense that like I can get really reserved and withdrawn and so thoughtful about something that, the show becomes that about the show becomes about that for me. But then there's other times where it's like, I am just with the music and I'm freaking stoked and I'm loving it. And that happens. So it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a toss up because either one happens just as often as the other. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, sometimes I'm just, and, and if I'm in my head, it doesn't, mean that the show is bad to me that's the thing it's like if I like kilt it and stomped around and danced versus me sitting down and kind of like in my world like thinking about the next thing I'm gonna do they're both equally as good of a time I don't like judge it like oh well I didn't get to dance the whole time so I was you know it's like I'm cool I had a great time. No matter what, it was therapeutic. I I remember before when we very first started going to shows here, I would bring my little tiny journal a lot and put it in my pocket or in my vest or whatever. And I stopped doing that. And I kind of, because I wanted to not have that option. So I wouldn't be stuck in my book. But now I kind of miss it because sometimes when the, when it comes up, I'm like, Oh, I want to write something down. But it, I, I get, I got out Which of the that habit. always amazed me when you did that. I'd look over and you'd just be intently in the dark with a light show going on, flashing yeah, but the, with a little journal writing down like <laughs> clear thoughts. Well, or, 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 there, okay, there, wait, it was wait, a clear thought, can't but read not, it. Huh? Nobody can read what she wrote. Sometimes. It's, it's literally scribble. G- gibberish. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not gibberish coming out, but it's gibberish on the paper. <laughs> I've looked at uh-huh. some of her journals and been like, what the fuck? Is that? So I've gone back sober and like tried to, 
you know, stitch it back together, these incredible thoughts that are going to change my world or whatever. And it's like fucking one of those fake signatures with like the scribbly lines. What is this? How was I even? Okay. You had me fooled. No, well, well, I did get better. I I got better. I mean, I started out bad, went to so-so and I got mildly better. Mm -hmm. So some of it's uh, at this point when I've done it in the recent past, it's, it's passable. It's such a fucking amazing thing that like we can all go, we have our own journey inside the show, right? But we're really having a collective experience at the same time. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, it really is two things at the same time happening. Mm -hmm. Like, all these little it's microcosm and macrocosm being played out in real time in front of you. Like all these little universes are spinning and twirling and doing their thing, but they're all contained in this larger thing that's uh, spinning and twirling and doing its thing. And that's and, space. Yeah. That's, that is space uh, literally. And it, it's a trip to me that like, what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. My experience that I'm having is wholly, totally, and completely my own. You can't have my experience. Even if I try and explain it to you, you can't taste it. Yeah. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. But when I talk about it, you both know exactly what I mean. And I can meet somebody at a show and not even have to say anything and know who's who's on there, the, who's on the level and who's not. Yeah. Yeah, you get that telepathic, you know, connection with just the eyes and the smile. It's all you need, you know, just like that recognition, like, yep. And no words need to be exchanged, but you're like, I love you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that happens several times last night with people around us. Yeah, man. And it's just such a good time. It really is. Every time. We can be kind of like stanky about it, depending on like, oh, it was a long day I worked or I'm tired or it's raining and it's cold and I'm cozy and whatever stuff we could talk about. But then you go and you are shocked and couldn't even believe that you were talking shit about possibly staying not home going. and not going. Like, so what? wait, are we going to the night show then? No, <laughs> unfortunately, no. No, no. no. Uh, all right. Two interviews tomorrow, bro. So we, we, you know, look, we cannot be healthy and burn the candle at both ends. No, I agree. I'm just, I'm just, I, I know, I know. I, I would love to go see him twice. Absolutely. But yeah, we got a, we and they're gonna kill going to kill it tonight for sure. Yeah. They're, they're really going to get it tonight. So I, I know. Well, that. then that's the thing too. That was, a, that was a lot of the talk last night with everybody. And then we've talked about this since, since live music's come back They're we're up against that thing now where there's so many options. There's so much stuff going on in town right now. And in Eugene and Ben, I mean, there was like, like Karen was naming off like seven different shows that you could have been at last night. 
And then like tonight, a ton of people are going to Dave Matthews band at Moda Center. And then Green Sky's playing again. Somebody else is playing Rev Hall. There's like, you know, there's a, there's so many things that you got to pick and choose now what you want to do, which is an awesome thing to have back again. Which, yeah. Thank you to just the cosmos for that being the situation now, because we all really missed our medicine and yeah. the the spirit around going to live music that there's an actual spirit there with us that is in the room and in the people and in the band that goes there that night. And then it goes home, it goes away, you know, it's for that show and it's freaking rad to be a part of. And that's that, why and that spirit got really strong through two years mm-hmm. of and everybody honing what they're doing. Yeah. And, and that's why, being able to listen like nugs or re-listen is fucking dope. Yeah. Because you're getting to hear that band's show that night. Yeah, that's cool. But if you pay attention, you can catch the spirit of that night or that yeah. show. And that's that's rad. Well, yeah. that's what's so cool about the bootleg um, legacy is you're not some polished, you know, straight from, you know, the speakers or anything like that, the soundboard. No, you're like capturing the essence of the show and what the people were feeling in contribution to what the band was playing. Well, I was talking to that guy and his wife that tapes at all the shows. Oh yeah. Veronica. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he he had his mic stand set up over to the back of the floor on the side. And I was like, so you've been recording here for a long time. And he was like, yeah. I said, so does the floor end up in your recordings? Because the floor actually moves and his mic stand is on the floor. Moving. And he said, magically, no, that it doesn't. But that the the feeling of it comes through in the recordings, which is unique to that room. Like the spirit of that room, Mm -hmm. that crystal ballroom, that's a historic landmark in Portland. That's been like a staple here since I don't know when that building itself and that room that we were in last night, the grateful dead played that room. Like, there's been some amazing music played in that hall and a lot of um, lives and energy have gone through the hotel there. Right. So it's thick. It's juiced up. It's, yeah. It's thick with mojo. That room is like juicy. Well, I remember when I went to go see rising Appalachia um, there a few months back and I don't think that they had the, divider okay i can't remember now but um the way that that music can come alive so differently for each artist is really incredible because when i went to see rising appalachia um maybe it's because i wasn't paying attention but i just didn't see as many people um that i recognize from shows that we go to so maybe not too much crossover but there was a few and so that so that's a whole different energy of people, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. and their their music is very different too. And 
to see the room and the participants respond to what Rising Appalachia was putting out, just in comparison, not positively or negative to um, Green Sky, so different. Everything, like, same, great energy, love, all that stuff, but just the difference of the Mm, energy was so, um, you know, distinct, I will say. Very distinct. And think about this. The music business is hard on the best of days. And like that um, infinity symbol thing that we're talking about that happens between the crowd and the band, like it's important to us. But think about how important it is to the bands that are out there on the road, not seeing their families and not, you know, missing their kids and sleeping rough and eating like shit and not sleeping good and And how sad it must be if they go to a show that sucks for them and you know what i mean like where people are but think about that just the commitment of that of like this thing means so much to me i'm willing to give it all to make sure that people have that experience that's dedication that's dedication and that's fucking dope yeah I know, do you ever, I think we talked about this, uh, every show I got it, almost every show, unless it's like, you know, fish or something, I worry so much for the band that they're not going to have a full house, because we usually get there a little early, like last night when we got there, there was hardly anybody in there, mm-hmm. and then and then Karen had mentioned she'd heard like, you know, they didn't sell out, not a lot of tickets, but then it started to fill up, I always feel bad for like, come on, people, Get here. Where are you? Like yeah. get, everybody should be everybody should be here. This is the bee's knees, man. What are you pajamas. what are you idiots doing? But like last night, all of a sudden and it does that. Like we're standing there, there's so much room, and then next thing you know, it's packed in all around you. Mm-hmm. And then I can that's one of the first things at every show that then I get like a sense of relief for, for the band and myself. It's like Oh, good turnout. Okay, good turnout. Everything's going to be all right now. Oh, like, that's cool, I, man. I, I, every time, because a lot of shows are like that. A lot of people don't show, show up. Like Ben and Tiff are notorious for that. They, oh, it's like, oh, well, we got used to it now. It's like they will be walking in right as like the first notes ring out sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. And it makes me nervous <laughs> for the band that, that like, there should be more people here, but then it almost always fills up right away. Yeah. Well, Lewis from, um, Kendall, Kendall street company. Thank you. Was talking about how they've been experiencing the rooms that they've been playing in are not selling a lot of advanced ticket sales and that people are buying tickets day of. And he was asking. I never knew that was a big deal until it, you recently were talking yeah, about that. Yeah, it's a that. big deal for them because they, the venues and and the artists get paid on have to do with the advance a lot of times. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Some, I didn't some know bands that are totally big was... enough to get it like a guarantee for the night, but a lot of them are based on the ticket sales, right? And so. They're, when they're planning their tour and, and they've announced the dates and they f- start hitting up the venues and they're like, okay, what have we sold? And they're like, you've sold 200 tickets to a thousand seat show. Oh, fuck. How are we going to make it to the next show from there? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's putting undue stress on some of them. And, and 
I don't, I wonder if it's the, the thing that you were just talking about Apple of like having so many options that people wait to the last minute to decide oh, what I they want to do. We've started doing that more often of like, normally anything, anytime something would get announced, you would just go on and buy tickets immediately. I've still been doing that. And then, well, sometime, but then like me and Melbourne, but it's like, don't let's not buy all the tickets up in advance because we're not sure what's going to be going on two months from now. But or something. That, and the you, point is, and when you, you buy the tickets, you make that the thing that's going on two months from now. But but then there could be another thing that comes up that's better than that thing that you originally yeah, got. That that you, happens. Yeah, it does. It and that's does. why it's like like they, a lot more people. I hear a lot of our friends and stuff do the same thing. It's like and and I guess that does. Like I didn't know that until you mentioned that last week. I didn't think it really meant anything. I didn't think it meant anything until after the show and they counted how yeah. many no. people bought tickets. No. But it makes sense that pre-sell, like like when you're seeing bands that are selling that, like well, I mean, the best example, a huge, is like Billy Strings. He's selling, he's sold out dates all the way into next year. Yeah, you know, tickets go on sale, it's sold out. That's a guarantee for everybody. Everybody yeah. knows that that show is sold out, going to be a hit, yeah. and it's and a lot of people do that now because there's so many options, and you're not sure. What's going to be going on in a month, month and a half? And yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird. But then also we do that too. We we bought tickets and then not made it to a show, and it's like, that's well, that's true. cool because we're still supporting. I'm fine with that. We're, yeah, we're still supporting an artist we love. We just couldn't make it that night, but we bought tickets anyway. Well, if if we had our shit together, we'd be posting them on Cash or Trade. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if we weren't going to go, we had tickets. You put them up on cash or trade, you can just get your money back at least. You know what I mean? Um, but it has been, a, um, it was a wild summer. And I that was the last scheduled show for this year for us with big band. Show. Yeah. We don't have anything until... Um, February when Mel and I go to Mexico to see fish ay, 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 arriba. <laughs> and uh and then after that the I, only thing I know about we don't there is, is not Humphreys. another show right now no no there's not I mean, something will come up but there's there is nothing right now That's I mean a trip I'm I'm open yeah oh yeah we know that I mean there'll be, there'll other be local stuff tons of local stuff yeah. coming up but no like big name acts are coming through that I know of right now and uh it's cool. I'm cool with that. Like, let's hunker down let's, and like yeah, do the know, holidays and do our thing. Family time. Yeah. And have family time. Like, like yeah, it's more precious like, than ever. Like last night turned to, I mean, it was, it was all about friends and family or anything, but then in the night it turned up and it being like a, a very like intimate bonding session with Ben and Tiff being here. It's the first time we got you. I know you're going to hear this too. It's the first time we got you all. You had to stay the night. Ha ha. Ooh. Ooh. We, 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 we had so much fun last night. And then that, that's what that came about after everything, riding off of that incredible show. So much fun together. And then, you know, it was like 4.30 in the morning when Aaron Aaron called it. That was funny. Aaron we're all, became we're, the dad. We're all like, no, quit being, you know, it's it's like, don't be a party pooper. And then five minutes and later, he's like, all he's you like, look what time sleep. it is. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Nobody could deny. Yeah, like, we got yeah. stuff to do. To, we have lives and things to do. <laughs> Dude, like, okay. I showed Ben. We showed Ben where the bed was. And then we he went. Just do he just was like. We we went and got Tiff and brought her down there. And by the between the time that we 
brought Ben down there and got Tiff. Ben was already out. He was on the bed. He was like laid on the bed, all like contorted. And I was like, just you put, need like, to actually get in the bed, brother. You're gonna love it. That was that was super fun, man. Yeah, it's was, always fun when you can have an adult slumber party. Fuck Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah! Do all your favorite shit. We're out talking on the porch and like laughing and listening to music and joking. It's like what a great way. And and this came up yesterday on the porch, um, the, the other porch when we were hanging out. It was like. You and I, babe, this is our um, empty nest time. Yeah. And what we were doing, literally enjoying pure good time with great friends, being silly, laughing in our own home, happy, warm, cozy. That made me happy. It made me like on on an interior level, like, you know what? Um, As much as I miss my kids every freaking second, every day. We have such a full, cool life that I, I'm here for it. I'm here well, for all the different adventures that we get to have. I love too, like last night, like 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 missing the kids, uh, which I do too, of course. But like last night, for like 45 minutes, we were just it was like reminiscing all the good times about the old Cayuga house in Vegas, and when nice. Simon did this and Sydney <laughs> did that. Now it's like looking back and yeah, enjoying. Reflective that history that rich history that was it built pretty over time and and just kind of praising him like last night it was so fun talking about simon and, and missing him and then, and then i loved it then then mel calls him today they, they call him up today just to be like hey what do you say you're, you're like i'm missing you so i'm calling you to do, to do something, something about, about it. it yeah you know this is another thing you can't be shy with your kids. They're your kids. Like they came out of my body. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I want, so I'm going to call. No, I'm going to call Simon. I've heard other mothers say, well, my daughter, son never calls. So what? I will always call. If I just call, I'll call one more time. I'll call again. Like I'll never get offended that they're not calling me. I'm just going to call back. Maybe I will get offended, but I'm still going to call back. My mom does it's that true. too. She's like, I want you to call me. And I'm like, half the time you're sleeping. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Call me when you have time. And like when you called Simon. It made him feel could, good. He could have been happier when you were like, I met. And he's like, oh, and he's like, I was just thinking about you. Me and being at this cute yeah. store and everything you would like. And was the, he's. It was perfect. It was literally perfect. So. He is so full of life. Yeah. Now. Like his voice and his demeanor and everything. He is yes. just like. I'm so like proud. Proud. I said it was like you had you guys had walked into the house and me and um, Ryder were sitting outside after talking to Simon and I was like you know man I literally couldn't be more proud and Ryder was like yeah man he turned into a good human being yeah yeah and I, he just took the words out of my mouth like I know it's my kid and we like to you know toot our own horn beep, <laughs> but beep. like my son is so freaking sweet and thoughtful and cozy like a cute teddy bear and he's a great boyfriend and so funny and talented and like thoughtful like Dude, he was he blew me away when he came up a couple of weeks ago he he had, he's been taking flamenco lessons oh my god his and he he's amazing he busted out some fucking like serious flamenco, flamenco. guitar yeah i was like what the fuck? Me and Sydney were getting I was ready. Astounded. Yeah, me and Sydney were getting ready, and all of a sudden, sudden you hear 
I was like, what? My fucking dream come true. My own son playing my favorite music in the world. Like, and I, he, I'm he just, approaches um, everything with like everything. Yeah. Like, like it's all or nothing. He's very much like you about yeah. that, baby. Yeah. You know, if he's going to do something, he's yeah. not going to half ass it. Why bother? It's like, it's like, I'm going, I'm putting everything into this and I'm going to be my, my own worst critic until I get this right. Cause I did when he was first playing guitar, he was getting mad at himself Yeah, and like stupid fingers, (laughs) you know, I still feel like that. The the other thing I love with Simon too, which I was talking about last night and I, I have a very unique, fortunate relationship with him because me and Aaron growing up together. It's oh. like I get to grow. I get to be fifty. You know. Well, I, I mean, the last since we moved up here, especially last six years, it, it was. I, I, I'm getting to relive a lot of the things me and Aaron went through. But I'm older now, and I'm also my friend Aaron, which is Simon now. It <laughs> also has Mel's influence. Mel raised Aaron, <laughs> so there's Mel's influence on him. Like, like. Not that, cool. and, and Aaron, you know what I mean. I and totally, this is no I get sli- it. I like, get it. like Aaron, Aaron was a dipshit in a lot of things. Some of those things are not in Simon. So it's like a new, 100%. it's like a new and improved Aaron kind of <laughs> yep. 2.0, but yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a trip. Sometimes his mannerisms, his laughter, his silliness. Hey, I, I, I miss that the most sitting out on the patio with him and just like him being out there. So, uh, why, what's your favorite bird and why <laughs> just like pose a question and then, just get into it like 45 minutes later yeah like deep conversations and then you know what's your favorite sauce and why just weird questions and being silly about stuff alfredo yeah so i guess um, my psa for this week is don't miss your kid call your kid if you can you know like actively do something about it my psa is enjoy your your drugs Okay. Yeah. Right Apple. On. Apple. My PSA is if you don't feel like going, make yourself go. Ooh, I'm that, that was my one for you. last night. That yeah. really hit home when we got home last night. Oh, Aaron and Mel both said they were they're like, we're almost 100% sure you were not going to the show mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Because I sure. came home and I was like, I'm, I'm going to lay down for a little while. And sometimes you guys around seven. Yeah. It's like I've set my alarm for seven and I'm going to get up and get ready. I think I even yeah, looked yeah. at Mel after you went in your room and I was like, yeah, he ain't going. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got I surprised them and myself. I, I got up and I didn't. I had such a good time. If I would have missed last night, that would have sucked. And before you would have felt worse. Oh, yeah. you. Would've. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have been fucking sh- shithead yeah. today. We'd all be like, Jimmy. and I'd be like, so whatever, awesome. glad you in, but I don't feel you. I'll <laughs> listen to it on Nugs. My pinsies hurt. Before we finish, <laughs> I want to say a really, really special thank you to Ten and Biff. Aww. You guys are fucking beautiful, man. Yes. <sighs> we Yes. Having the two of you here last night for the after party. Yeah was super dope and a really special bonding moment between the five of us. And uh, there, you guys that are listening, you know that like in those psychedelic spaces where it's intimate and you're, it's after a show and it's just you and your crew, that's some of the most special times and some of the best stuff comes out during those moments and uh last night was like one of those mountaintop 
evenings. It really was. Yeah. I, and, uh, I'm still speechless about it. Yeah. Just the, the the way that you can connect <laughs> to people. We were speechless last night. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. I, the whole time. It's just when when you can have such a strong bond without saying anything. With to, people that we've only known them a year. Yeah. And well, then that's what I was going to say is like we last night did two toasts to Tiffany because, you know, if it wasn't for her intuition and her reaching out to me, we wouldn't have this friendship that we've cultivated over the last year. And it's not just my friendship with her. It's the three of us with the two of them and their family as well. And, and so it wasn't just me and Tiffany gets this great friendship. It's all of us gets a family. And that's what I was trying to express to um, Ben, you know, being an only child and not having lots of aunts and uncles and all that stuff. Like you, even people that are from big families don't necessarily get the kind of closeness and connection that they could, you know, with certain brothers and sisters. So when you have people in your life that are non blood and can, stay up with you till four in the morning, giggling and laughing and stomping on the ground and dancing. Like that is just the special, the most special kind of family that there ever is. Yeah. You know that like, I don't think anybody in my family, I don't think I've ever been to a concert with anybody in my family besides my kids, my mom, my mom and my sister. But like, other than that, and it was like maybe one or two times, nothing to write home about. So sharing that, those kinds of experiences where you're seeing your favorite band, you're loving it, everything's going good, you're, whether you're intoxicated or not, but just sharing that, um, it's really special. And then, so, well, then you carry that out like we did last yeah, night. We carried that out of the venue the, home all the way into today and, you know, on yeah, through the it, week. Exactly. Yep. It, it lasts. I just want to say a big thank you. A heartfelt thank you to Joey. Aww. Every time we see him at a show, Love that he is, I mean, that is, that is like a kindred mm-hmm. spirit. His eyes and the look in his eyes, he's like so passionate about this scene, us, really himself, is. the banjo, banjo playing, we listening to you gr- and him talking about banjo last night and him being so stoked that I, you're playing and then getting to explain to somebody else that's learning banjo yeah. about his progression Progression and where he's at he's just always he's always there and and we love you joey you're dope man i think we'll leave it at that man yeah we love you guys we'll be back on friday with more stuff and things yeah so smile the stranger take care of each other buy the advanced concert ticket yeah don't wait don't wait for the day of on sale stuff yeah go see (laughs) those shows pick one safety so many hydrate peace love yourself
dwellers of fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Welcome. To us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaking microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. <laughs>